Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Talking Comics Podcast, a very special episode. Um, I'm Bobby Shortle, and I had the chance to talk to Harry Groner, who's one of the founding members of the Antius Theater Company. They're running a Kickstarter right now. They have five days left um, as of this publishing of this recording to raise money for their new home in Glendale, California. And they're a, a great theater filled with character actors who you would know from a myriad of great science fiction, fantasy um, and geek properties, uh, Harry Groner, one of them, the mayor from Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Armin Shimmerman, the the principal from Buffy the Vampire Slayer, and uh, Mike McShane, um, and a whole host of other um, fine actors who uh, put on plays and who also want to create a complex that also teaches people about theater and has a, a, a lending library or a library they can, you know, people can come and check out um, these great plays that they've kind of amassed. And, and, you know, it's really a place for the community to get better. And so it's a great, great cause. Um, in the show notes, uh, we have links to the Kickstarter. You can check it out. Um, and uh, Harry will talk about it as well. But um, I'm really excited for you to hear this interview. It was a big thrill for me to get to talk to him. So I hope that you enjoy the interview. And uh, here we go. Without further ado, here, here is Mr. Harry Groner. This is all because of the uh, uh, Antius uh, Theater. Right. Uh, and, and this is sort of how we, we came together. But, you know, before I even get to that, I was, you know, I was researching. But I, your, your, your parents were were were. I don't know, artistic people as well, correct? Yes, my both my parents were in show business. They were. Uh, I was born in Germany, and we immigrated when I was about one and a half. And uh, my, but my father was a concert pianist, but he was also a cabaret performer. And my mother um, studied uh, opera and had you know, life not taken over. And by that, I mean the war, <laughs> <laughs> right? And and everything that happened to so many people at that time. Um, and had she, you know, decided on a different path if she didn't want to get married, because she did want to get married and she wanted to have children. So, but if she didn't do that, um, because I've heard her sing and we have recordings of her voice, she was a, a really wonderful coloratura. And so I don't know if she would have become, a, uh, you know, a, a quote, you know, major lead or a major star, but I, I certainly know that she would have because of uh, you know, the quality of her voice would have been working consistently in, in opera, because that's, she really, really loved that. But she was an opera singer, and my, both of them performed together for a little while before, they, uh, before we all immigrated and came here. So was there ever a, a thought for you, Harry, to, to not do something in, in an artistic field? Was it ever even a thought in your mind? The only time that ever happened was when I was very, very young and living in San Francisco, and all my friends... Uh, um, we had so many kids on the block and we would get together, in particular my friend Chris and I, and we'd talk about all the things we were going to do. And one of them was to be like, because that when the James Bond movies were coming out, we were going to be James Bond. We were going to be, you know, spies. <laughs> <laughs> we were going to be that kind of stuff. I mean, we had all these other plans. But this is when you're so young and mm -hmm. you're, you're just talking about that. But 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 when I, when I got, uh, when I reached 12, around 12 is when uh, I really started thinking seriously about the theater, and it's, uh, and, but it started out as a, a, a in dance. I wanted to be uh, a dancer, and I wanted to be a jazz dancer, um, primarily because Jerome Robbins' choreography in West Side Story just, you know, kicked my butt. And I said, <laughs> this is this is fabulous, and I wanted to do that and take and take dance classes. And so, 
my mother and father said, okay, you could do that, but you, but to have a foundation, you really have to take ballet first. And because that's in fact what they did for as training, they weren't ballet dancers, but they were taking ballet as dance training. And, and uh, I, I didn't want to do that because, you know, my images uh, of ballet was, I'll be the only guy in a class of all girls and it just won't be cool and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So I didn't want to do it, but I said, okay, if I want to be a jazz dancer, I have to do it. So I joined a ballet company in San Francisco called Ballet Celeste, or the Conservatory of Ballet. The, the ballet company was Ballet Celeste. And then through the dance classes, I joined the company and I was going to be a ballet dancer. I loved ballet. <laughs> <laughs> And I was with that company, but again, very, very young. I was with that company for um, about four years, and we toured and did all the uh, standard ballets. We did Nutcracker, of course, and, and Swan Lake, Giselle Coppelia, all those standard ballets. And we do them up and down the West Coast and going into Canada and back down. And then, you know, you, you fall in love with one thing, and then you fall out of it. And then I just decided I didn't want to do that anymore. I went into sort of musical theater. But at the same time that I was taking ballet classes, I was also I was also taking theater classes in school, in junior high school and and, and high school and stuff like that. So those two those two disciplines I was working on simultaneously. And then ballet fell away and I stayed in the theater and did more musicals and things like and things like that. So that's how that happened. But it mainly started around twelve. And do do you remember what uh obviously you said you started I want to be a dancer. Do you remember the moment though when you when sort of that theater, that acting bug. Yeah, really when I saw you? when I saw West Side Story, that just really kicked in. Mm-hmm. Although I did see South Pacific prior to that, and gotcha. that really that did something to me. But 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 West Side Story, uh, you know, threw me over the top for that. And yeah. the, uh, once I saw that, I said, "That's it, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I want to do. I want to do that." And and I just I love that musical even to this day. I love that musical. I love the the music and I love the dancers and. And then subsequently, because of where my career was going, and Dawn and I, uh, we lived in New York for many, many, many years, as I'm sure you know. Um, and when I did the revival of Oklahoma uh, in 79, it started here in Los Angeles and then went, eventually went to the palace for nine months in New York, my understudy, Harvey Evans, was one of the Jets in the, I believe, the Broadway production and the movie. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was really cool. Yeah. It was really cool to have him in the to have Harvey's one of the Jets, man. <laughs> right. And now I see him in the movie, and I go, Harvey, there you are. <laughs> oh, that's you know, when I uh, I did I did theater in, in high school and, and through college, and uh, even now, I mean, I, I do editorial stuff, obviously, and I also do some filmmaking, you know, as far yeah. as stuff goes, and there, and it still scratches a lot of those same inches, but. You know, whenever we're shooting something that takes us to a, a theater, there's when I'm standing in the wings, there's just this feeling that that comes over me, and it's such this strong, strong sort of nostalgia for that feeling sitting in the wings right before you walk on stage for for the first time in a performance. Tell me about how you feel when you when you're going to walk out on stage. You still get the same feeling now that you did back when you when you started. Um, I I it it varies depending on the show. Mm-hmm. There's always uh, uh there's it's always exciting to be in a play and to work and to you know step out on stage and there's an audience that's always exciting. But there are other but there are shows that are more exciting than others. Mm-hmm. Um, the time that, that there was one show that my wife and I did together with the Antilles Company actually. Um, where I'd had, I hadn't had that feeling since I started out in junior high school and high school, you know, where 
at that time where you're, you're just so excited about what you're doing. You can't wait to get to the theater. You can't wait to get to rehearsals. You can't wait to be in that world when you're that young. And then that feeling, you know, is kind of there, but it fades Mm -hmm. and you don't really have that feeling. Well, this one play Dawn and I were doing, this was at the old space, uh, in Antius. And this was a, a show called Chekhov times four. And it was his vaudeville. So it was, Little one acts. It was the marriage proposal. It was, um, um, oh God. Well, we did the bear. That's a three-character play. Um, marriage proposal, the bear, swan song, and then the other one. I, I don't know. I don't remember what the other one was. But it was in that experience working with Dawn and doing that play where I lit, and we would work Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Uh, where I Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. I, I, I'm, I, I'm just you know, at the front door like a little puppy. Just can't, I can't wait to go. And I can't wait to get to the theater. And I haven't had that feeling um, in a long, long time. And I'm so glad that it happened with that show and when, and, and doing a play with Dawn. But, mm. but, other, but other shows I love doing, uh, in, in New York in particular, I love doing Sunday in the Park. Mm. That, was, that was a dream come true to do a Sondheim. Oh, my God, I never thought I'd ever get a chance to do a Sondheim, <laughs> and then I'm, I have a chance to do this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, that was just mind-blowing that I actually got the gig and that I got to do it for four months. Oh, my God, it was just <laughs> heaven. Um, crazy for you for three years, of course, mm. was fabulous. I did uh, Billy Bishop Goes to War at the Old Globe in San Diego. That's another experience that was stunningly wonderful and then recently in the last few years i got to do in chicago in chicago shakes i got to do um uh george and the madison king george mm. and cyrano in cyrano mm. and uh at steppenwolf uh, in between those two i got to uh, work with frank galati in the march which was another incredible experience so I've, I've been really really lucky in in having shows that um that i i truly enjoy doing and i don't have too many that that you go oh my god thank god that's over you know it's not it's not there's not too many of those thank goodness i don't really remember them <laughs> i guess that's a good thing yeah absolutely i mean it, you you see you rattle off you know all these these plays that you've done and i was doing some research and you have i think about 83 credits or something like that on on, on imdb or something like that yeah. um and so obviously you've done a lot of work and you've had a lot of experiences in, in, in the, in the field of acting. Yeah. Uh, but how do, I mean, but it seems like, right. With, especially with, with character actors, especially character actors who are in genre things, they get remembered for that one or two things. And, and you know, what is that? Cause obviously Buffy is the, is the, is, is I think for me, at least, I mean, it's very formative for me. So like, it's, mm-hmm. it's something that, uh, like when I think when I see your face, that's number and every uh, any any spot you've ever done in any show, I automatically think you know oh it's the mayor like that's automatically yeah. what I think. How does that has you had that experience sort of in your career as a whole with a lot of people remembering you for that role? Do you mind that? What does that experience? Oh, I don't mind that at all. Certainly with Buffy, as I said before, I love doing Buffy so much. It was a that was a true gift. Uh, doing that but but and and you're right buffy's the one that that people remember or people recognize me mm-hmm. from the, uh, the most i think when it comes to television uh but now but it's also how i met your mother is one that that comes up star trek interesting enough there's only one episode of mm-hmm. the next generation that i did uh that particular episode gets referenced a lot and 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 just a, as a side note when i was doing uh um a crazy view in 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 New York. Now this is a major Broadway musical. I did it for three years, and 
uh, the people that would come backstage to get uh, to get an autograph, um, they would reference two shows. They referenced Dear John and Star Trek. Now, Dear John was a series I did for NBC that I was on for three years. Mm. And at one point, it almost it, it was during one uh, summer, I think, it almost got to be you know number one for that mm. summer for NBC. This was a Judd Hirsch uh, with Judd Hirsch, and I, there's a, there's a, there's an NBC run NBC for three years. And I only do one episode of Star Trek, and the same number of people referenced those shows. And so my response was, someone should tell the Nielsen people, <laughs> you know, that you've got to pay attention to the sci-fi people. You've mm-hmm. got to. It is such a huge, huge market. And uh, it says something that the same number of people referenced both shows. Yeah. Um, and and the power of the sci-fi world. I mean, and I love. It. I'm a sci-fi freak, so mm-hmm. I love that world. I love all the sci-fi stuff. Mm-hmm. I, I I I I record them. I watch them. <laughs> you know, I get, when I'm on the road and by myself. Um, but I would do sometimes, and this is what now now you can do it through Netflix. But when that wasn't around, you'd go to you'd go to. Um, 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 oh, now I even can't remember. Dawn, what was the what was it? Where, where, where would they don't have them anymore? We used to go to uh, to rent DVDs. Oh, Blockbuster. Thank you. I knew this how it would be. You go to Blockbuster. Well, when I'm on the road and 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 Dawn isn't there, what I would do is that I go to Blockbuster and I go to the sci-fi section and you just rent all the sci-fi <laughs> movies you can that you don't know. <laughs> you know, just yeah. just because all the space movies, all the crazy movies like that, and there were so many bad ones. <laughs> oh my God, there were so many bad ones. But I, I, it's what I I did, and so I, I I would watch them. So I love the, I just love the sci-fi world, and and I and I I love it when they reference any of them, any of the any of the shows that are on television. And but I do also get people that recognize me from shows in New York that people have seen. Mm. So. There's a number of other characters that get that uh, that I'm associated with that I get recognized for. So it isn't just um, Buffy, although I, that is just absolutely fine with me because I <laughs> I just what a great character. Thank you, Joss. I mean, and it was only supposed to be an eight episode arc when I was hired for it. It was only supposed to be eight episodes, wow. and of course, thanks to the fans, um, it was extended to whatever it was to whatever it ended up being, including including the one episode in the very last season that is um uh, and dawn is responsible for that because hmm. we we're doing something in new york we come we come back home to to la we're out having breakfast at a coffee shop and it's where we find out this is the last season of buffy and so dawn says well why don't you call him up and say you're back in town maybe they'll put you in i said oh don't be ridiculous i'm never gonna do that she said don't be an asshole call him <laughs> i swear to god she said that she said don't be an asshole call him so <laughs> I said, mm-hmm. all right. So I called my agent and I said, well, Dawn said that we should call. So will you call over? And they said, absolutely. Well, they called over and they said, sure, we'll put him in. <laughs> and they put me in. And so that last episode, which is kind of a, a dream thing with uh, Eliza Dushku uh, with Faith, mm-hmm. where, you know, she, she, not a dream sequence, but some kind of crazy thing. I come back and, I'm, and we have a little tiny scene. That's all Dawn's fault. Dawn <laughs> made that happen. 
she said, oh, Dawn says she said aspite. <laughs> she, she said that I, she said aspite. I'm sure it was asshole. I think the asshole applies. <laughs> I think I think it pretty much means this, the same thing when it, when it comes down to it. That's uh, right. It's pretty much the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, tell me about, you know, working on, on that show just a little bit. I just want to, you know, just working with Joss, working with those actors, working with yeah. such a... a you know, by that that third season, they're they're sort of you know humming along. They, they've kind of found their sort of place. So you're you're sort of a a newcomer to all of this. What's what what was it like working? Oh, on that uh, very very welcoming. It was a great great cast. I mean, they, it, we all got the feeling it was a very uh, um, a warm set. We all got the feeling they all really 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 liked each other. And Sarah is great. I mean, she's a real pro she's been doing it since she's you know been an embryo mm-hmm. she's been doing it forever and and she comes on that set and she's such a pro she knows she's always prepared there's, there's never any you know bullshit with her mm-hmm. it, she's always prepared always ready to go but she also knows so much about you know the, the, the camera angles and the lights and all this stuff and she knows when something is not quite right here and there and she helps out and makes suggestions and things and it's and it's 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 just brilliant it's brilliant to watch her and and but everybody was great. I loved working with everybody. And Joss, um, of, of course, is Joss another <laughs> one of those brilliant, brilliant guys that can just write these incredible stories. And and uh, uh, he was great to me. And he gave me great things to say, great bits to do. And and I I, I couldn't be more grateful. Uh, to have him been cast in that show, uh, although the last, the very last season, or at least the last season of, was it the end of season three? Is that where it was? Where yeah, it's the end of, end of season three, where he, you know, the, he goes through his transformation. Mm-hmm. Um, the interesting thing about that is the very last two episodes, when you're when you're you're going to be called and you're waiting for a script to come in. There wasn't a script that came in, but there was a synopsis of what it was going to be that came in, and they said, here's what the what the story we don't have a script yet but here's what the story is so we said okay and they said come in anyway just come on in and we'll eventually get it to you i said oh oh, oh okay fine so <laughs> you get to the set there's no script and that's good it's, it's being written as you're waiting so and and this is amazing to watch so you you finally get the first scene you're going to shoot for the first day so you get that scene, you look at it, you go in to rehearse it while they're rehearsing it, while they're lighting it. You actually see Joss over in a corner somewhere at a table writing the next scene. <laughs> That's amazing. And you go, oh, my God. <laughs> so this is really, you know, you know right, right as you go, play as you go. It's just stunning. And that's the way this last scene, the last thing was, or at least this section of it, mm-hmm. uh, was going. And it was, it, that was really kind of fun, too. It was immediate, and it was, uh, um, there was no tension there. It was just, that's just the way it is today. That's what's going to happen. We're going to wait until they finish the scene, and then we'll shoot it. And I said, okay, great. Let's just do that. That's amazing. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Instead of having it prepared and having it there, you know, here's the, here's, here's the episode for this week, and they're already working on two episodes down the road, <laughs> which is kind of what happens sometimes. And that certainly wasn't the case in, in this situation. They were, you know, as things happen, it happens like that sometimes in shows. Mm-hmm. Things get behind. They don't have time. Or there's, there's, you know, so many rewrites. Or there's, you know, depending on the show it is, yeah. the show it's going on. Or the scene doesn't work or this, and you have to keep going back and forth and all that. That happens at times, and that's okay. Yeah, um, I, I will say this is obviously just uh, a little aside, but I mean, I'm a huge Buffy fan and I, you know, seven seasons of that show, you know, your 14 episodes, I think it was, is still yeah. one of the most memorable things to me in the entire 
run. I mean, oh well, thank you, thank you, thank you very, very much. And I, I know fans have said, you know, that third season, and and I mean, they really like this. They really like this character. And one of and one of the things that's consistent, one of the comments that's consistent in fans uh, when they talk about him, is that the thing that's really, really scary about him. Uh, to to these people is that he doesn't have any horns or scales or fangs or yeah. teeth or any of this stuff. Is that he's like the guy next door? Yeah, he's yeah. just so uh, innocent. And Josh would say he's got to be innocuous. He's got to be. He 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 can't have any of that stuff. He's just your guy next door. All the evil's inside. Mm-hmm. All the evil is inside his, his heart and his mind and all that stuff. And it's and it's powerful. And he is powerful. And he's absolutely sure. Um, about where he's going, and and uh, until uh, he's absolutely sure until he isn't, and and his his Achilles' heel is faith. Yeah, absolutely. You know, when he, when that relationship starts, that's the Achilles' heel. Yeah, it's just it's uh, it's one of those things that you know Joss obviously does almost better than anyone, which is to undercut expectations and and genre conventions at like every turn um, yeah and i think that character is one of his best examples of doing that so yeah, uh, yeah. and uh, i mean but it wouldn't it wouldn't work you're, you're the other half of that equation and it's absolutely i think one of the most memorable things that has ever been in a, in a joss whedon thing so i just wanted to say that to you because uh, you're very sweet thank you very very much when we got thank the list you. of people that we, we could possibly talk to i was like i want to talk to harry <laughs> was like, this is the first thing that i said <laughs> Um, so, so yeah, so there's that, uh, but that was obviously a 14 episode run. It's, it's, it, I'm looking through your credits. You did a lot of one episode here, one episode there. One oh my God. Here. I've done so many episodics. I've, every once in a while, uh, you know, a little, a little residual comes in for literally since <laughs> I once got a residual check for one penny Oh my God. for one penny. Now they have to do it for records or they have yeah. to do it for whatever, yeah. but for one Penny, I go really, really. I mean, the stamp itself and the envelope itself. What are you doing? And you know, anything under a dollar now, uh, I just send to. There is a fund that SAG has um, that you you just send it into, and it adds to that fund. But anything that's under a dollar, I just oh, send wow. and send back to them, and and it 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 all eventually accumulates, and that's some extra money that can help out for people who need loans or need uh, help in health issues or, mm-hmm. you know, pay, pay a bill here or there. That happens every once in a while. So that's what that fund is. So you just send it in. But my God, one cent. But every once in a while something comes in and I go, oh my God, I forgot. I completely forgot that I did that show <laughs> or did one episode on that. I go, my God, and it's playing somewhere, you know. Yeah. What's it like to sort of bounce from that one to the other to the other? You know, you come in there and you have to do your work. How do you... Is there? Can you can you prepare? What is what is it like? Is it different for every show? Well, it's you know the the the, the episodics. Many of them, um, unless it's something brilliant like 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 Buffy, mm-hmm. or 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 a great episode like uh, uh, the Next Generation Tam uh, Elburn, that that character Next Generation, uh, uh, which was just another one. Unless it's those kind of characters, uh, many of them are simply. They're generic, mm-hmm. and they're just colors. Today you're going to be red, and no matter you're going to be green, and, <laughs> and then you're going to be blue, and or, or they're just information uh, characters. You know, and some of some of the cop shows, the, the the detectives go down to let's say a butcher shop or something, and they ask uh, an employee, "Did you happen to see what did you happen to see that day?" And this, and they just give you this information. Mm-hmm. Well, I saw this guy come by, and he had his shirt on, and he was in a, oh, there's a green car, or whatever. It's just got a, it's that kind of thing, and it's just there's a there's no information given in the script about who this guy is. It's not important. Mm-hmm. What's important is the information that you get for the story itself. That's all it is. And so they're generic. And so now you're this guy, and now you're this guy, and now you're this guy. Um, 
so and that's just you know they're the those are for me those are money gigs that's just mm-hmm. you do that because you're going to get whatever you're going to get and that adds to your pension and that adds to <laughs> oh you know your one cent that you get every six years or something um it adds to it adds to that kind of thing but mm-hmm. but the really interesting um uh, roles and I've been lucky and I've had a, a number of them. Those are those are really fun and and I, the only way you know you can make some choices, but but the way I prepare is just I just try to be as uh, as uh, comfortable with the lines as possible mm-hmm. because then then once you're on the set and it happens very very quickly, then you 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 can make those choices quickly and the words are there and you don't have to you know grasp for them. You don't have to focus your concentration on remembering lines, right. you know, because that you should be focusing on character and uh, the, and the interesting choices you could play within the scene because uh, uh, you don't have a lot of time. They rehearse it once, shoot it, and maybe shoot it again, and maybe one another time, depending on angles or lights, or maybe something didn't work with the camera or whatever it is. But most of the time, you get very little. Uh, you don't do it 10, 15, 20 times. You only do it once or twice, and that's it. Done, finished, it's in the can. Right, right. And so you have to make your choices very quickly, and and uh, and then the director might say something, uh, you know, it, 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 to you know try a different way or whatever it is. They might and they might not. But for me, it's really just being just being as as secure in the lines as possible. That just frees you up, I think, to to deal with whatever comes up. Yeah, and this leads me sort of in in the same vein. A similar question is the um, you know I think a lot of people think about people who have who do long runs on shows or or they you know they're doing big guest starring appearances. But there's yeah. you know I guess we call it a working actor, right? Someone who does like you said does these jobs to you know. To you know the money gigs to keep going. How that's sort of how do you would you consider like that's how what you would call yourself a working actor? I mean, and, and that that sort of life I think is is not something people think about when they think about being an actor, right? They think about they think about the the glitz and the glam, not about showing up and sort of being ready and doing the work and the, and, yeah. and going home. Um, you know, can you speak to like that idea of the work? I guess about being an well, actor. It, 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 it's it's interesting because. I forget the circumstances, but this was back in New York, and and it may it may have been some function, some benefit, whatever it is. And Bernadette Peters uh, was there, and and we haven't had, I haven't had the luck to work with her, uh, but uh, I've certainly seen her work and all that. But we had a little conversation together, and and she said a wonderful thing, and it's true. She said, Harry, you and me, we're the worker bees. <laughs> And that's exactly what exactly what it is. I mean, both of us have had have been in situations where there has been that kind of glitz and glam. Mm-hmm. You know, we've had been in the hit show in New York or whatever it is. And and there are things that come with that. You have, you have there are uh, functions and this and that and you and you're dealing with and you're dealing with other celebrities or you have the Tony Awards or uh, you know if you're out here and you're in film and television you have the the uh, the Emmys and the Golden Globes and the Oscars and things like that to go to that's all the glitz and glam and <clears throat> and things like that but most of the time certainly from for for me and for Dawn uh, you just you just work and the work comes in uh, and you go wherever if that's something that you want to do you go where you you go where the work is mm. and you just work and and that is to me is a measure of success Dawn and I have 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 knocked on wood we've not had to take jobs outside of our work outside right. of the business yeah. and that. For any actor, I believe is a measure of success mm-hmm. that that you are successful in that you are working fairly consistently and you don't have to go outside of your profession to make the money and 
and uh, there are you know too many actors that have to do that, and uh, that's just that's just the way it's always been, and I guess that's fine. But uh, to me, this measures success. I I I'm not concerned, and I don't really care that much about the glitz and the glam and 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 all that stuff. I I like. Um, uh, I'm I, I'm I'm acknowledged enough. I'm recognized enough that you know for for shows that I've done that that that's that, that's fun and that's all good. I don't need to go to the other place. <laughs> you know? Right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I really don't need to to do that. If uh, it, 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 you know, I'm not dead yet. So maybe there's some ch- there's a chance <laughs> somewhere down the road that some show will hit and and uh, I'll be a regular on a series or some film or something like that, and there'll be a bit more of acknowledgement, but, but uh, it, it's not that important. I just want to be able to work and I want to, to do really interesting roles and tell, uh, and tell really fascinating stories. And, wh- oh no, I will. I will. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, don't forget to talk about the film I just did. Um, but um, that, that at this point in my life is, is really, really important. And I, 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 I was seeking out, uh, in the last five years, whatever, I'm just seeking out you know roles that are extremely difficult. Cyrano being one, is one role that I've wanted to do, um, and I was lucky enough to get a chance to do it. Um, but but you you know you 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 challenge yourself. You say I want to. There are certain roles that I kind of would like to challenge myself with. Let's see if I can see if I can do it. And then and then if you accomplish it, that's that really makes you feel good. It really doesn't say, "Hey, man, that's that's cool. I did that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't fall apart. I didn't get sick. I didn't have to leave the show because I can't do, you know, that kind of thing." Yeah. Um, so it, it, it's really just uh, right now. I, both of us just want to do, want to work on plays, or you know, the television film is a little harder because it's not up to you. It's it, you go into an audition and. And it's whatever comes up. You you don't have the choice. You can't say I want to work with ex, uh, this director or this actor, uh, you know, unless you're those big huge stars that mm-hmm. can all do that. Um, we're not in that position. So we have to, when when it comes to television and film, we have to sort of uh, you know take what's given. Mm. Um, it's a little different in the theater, but but uh, for the other stuff, that's what we have to do. But anyway, well, let me answer. just finish what what Dawn said. Dawn said, "Don't forget to tell you this film." Mm-hmm. I'm sure you already know this. Uh, this last year, I did a Gore Verbinski film mm-hmm. called uh, "Cure for Wellness." Yeah. Okay, you know this. Yes. Uh, but our and, listeners uh, don't, uh, so you should you should tell them. <laughs> yeah, it's not. It, I get, I'm trusting that usually takes about a year that it'll be out by the end of this year. Mm-hmm. I think, and that was that was a lot of fun, man. I had I I had so much fun doing that. We shot that in in Berlin and in Hamburg and. Uh, I had just literally a few hours in England at Shepperton Studios, but um, that was so much fun, and he was he was really terrific. Uh, he was a lovely director, um, and I flew back and forth five times. They flew back and forth five times Oof. to do that. <laughs> I know, I know, that's kind of weird, but they have to fly your business class, so that was okay. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, but that that was one of those projects that I yeah, at the end of it I went, man, that was really fun. Mm. Really fun, and 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 you, you quite frankly don't get you don't get to say that a lot when you're doing television and film, unless you're a big old huge star, right? right. And then you and then then you get to play all those great roles, and then and then you 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 spend so much time with the cast and crew that you you develop a relationship, and you de- and and you basically establish a company. Mm-hmm. 
And, and that's what actors have to do when they go to regional theaters and you're there for your eight weeks or nine weeks or whatever it is. And for that amount of time, you have you uh, you, you 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 establish a quick family, a quick company. And out of that may come a few friends that will you'll know for your whole lifetime mm. or not. But you have to do that very, very quickly. And you establish a company and it's great to be around those people. And it's great to be around that. Day. Well, if you just come in for a day or two or a week or whatever it is, uh, you don't really get to do that. Now, I, I, I got to, uh, I got to, you know, go over there, and, and part of the fun of this was to go to Germany, and because I was, of course, I was born there, and, and I only went back again with my parents when I was about 14 to visit family and friends, but I wanted to go back to Germany as an adult, and this gave me the opportunity, and so I went back, and because German and Russian are my first two languages, although I don't speak either of them fluently, German more than Russian, a lot of the German came back mm. that I knew, uh, which is, you know, very basic, but I got to the point where um, I could have little sort of mini conversations with cab drivers or, or, or <laughs> waiters or, you know, some of the actors and things, and I would, my German would get better and better. Um, and so that part of that was also part of the experience. I really loved that, and, I, and, 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 and learning about Berlin and, and Hamburg. I was there for about a weekend, and it was, it was just heaven. And I saw uh, 12 plays when I was in, in this whole time in Germany. Yeah, wow. And uh, I, I, uh, and because I speak a little bit, I understood, you know, uh, enough to understand what the story was. You know, you'd miss the big words, but you'd, <laughs> but you'd get most of what was going on. And I just loved it. I had a great, great, great time doing all that. But the work itself was, was, was fun and it was uh, exciting. And I got, I was challenged to do things I'd never had a chance to do on film, you know, before. So, so that experience was heaven. I can't wait to see the film. I don't know that it's going to be a good film or not. It just doesn't matter to me. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it'll be really, really fun to see it. And uh, and the actors were terrific, and Gore was fabulous. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to that one. Yeah, I mean, it's you hear a lot of stories from people who say about that. I don't know if the movie's going to be good, but it was a great experience, and that's a lot of times what's more important, I think. Uh, That's right, because it's really it's not in your you have no I have no idea. Right. I'm not there every day like I am in a, in a play. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not there every day. I, and that's out of my hands. It's up to the director and the editor and everybody else. I, yeah. I have no control over anything, so I can't tell what they're going to do with it. Right. I have no idea how it's all going to come out. Except, you know, I know that I've seen other Gore Verbinski films, and they're terrific, so I can only go by that, that it's going to be a really good film, because it's him. Mm-hmm. Right, absolutely. So, um, so um, there you go. So I don't know when it's, when it's going to be out, but it, it was fun to do. Yeah, I mean, I heard, I read that's 2016, so it should be out this year. That's what I heard. Oh, good, good. Yeah. Well, you know, soon that'll be exciting to be in a movie theater, seeing a movie, and then see a trailer. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, won't that be a ball? <laughs> that oh man, look at that, There's, honey, look, 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 there's a trailer. That'll be like a little kid. Yeah, that's awesome. I can't even. That's it's so funny when because you know you you feel so you never think about actors seeing themselves in those things and, and being excited about it. You know, you, it's, yeah. you you just think it's like oh this is. Their, their job and so they're, they're used to this but it's not something you know, I think as just a, a person on the other side that you often yeah. think about so that's, that's really cool to hear um, oh yeah it, it can be it can be a lot of fun right. and and uh, you know to see all that and and you know the times that I've seen you know the films that I'm that I've been in the, in, this, in the, some of the smaller parts and things 
it, it, what's interesting is that you see the film and then you see the part that you're in and it becomes like a home movie. <laughs> right. You know, it does because you go, oh yeah, that's that scene. I remember everything about the uh, the circumstances surrounding shooting that scene. And mm-hmm. so then that becomes a home movie. Well, that same experience is going to happen in, in when I see this, when I see Cure for Wellness. I go, oh yeah, well that, we did that on that set and I remember that. And that's, so it's going to be like a home movie. I'll, be, it'll, I'll almost be taken out of the movie, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. taken out of the story because of all that. Because, well, now there, there's you up there. <laughs> <laughs> As opposed to something else, and so, but it'll be fun. Yeah, it, it it really will be fun. Absolutely. And I have just one more question for you, Harry, because I don't want to take up too much more of your time. Um, so t- I obviously you, uh, the the uh, Antius Theater is doing a Kickstarter right now, and they're yes. trying to raise the la- the last bit of money to, for their for their sort of their new facility. Um, yeah, for the capital campaign. Yes, yeah. this is really very very exciting. Dawn and I are our founding members of the Antius Company. We've been with it from the very very beginning when it when we were down at the uh, at the taper. Um, this is very quickly. Uh, um, I know that you probably have things to do as well, but 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 and I don't think you know this. The w- the way the company started. No, I don't. Okay, the in the late eighties, uh, Kenneth Branagh brought his company at that point, I don't remember the name of it, um, um, it, it, he brought the, his company to uh, the taper to do Lear and to do Midsummer, um, And they were very good productions, but they weren't something that you just blew you away. Right? Emma Thompson was in the company. She played the fool and was wonderful. And she was played Helena, and she was really good, but she wasn't, you know, she was better as a fool. Anyway, Gordon Davidson... Uh, saw this company and was really, really, really impressed and basically you know, felt that, you see, that American actors are reluctant to commit to um, you know, companies and, uh, and all this stuff. And, and at that point, um, Dakin Matthews uh, and Lillian Garrett Grove, they're the ones who started the company, basically said, nah, I don't think that's true and took up the gauntlet and gathered uh, for a, uh, about three or four month period, uh, once or twice a week, gathered a bunch of actors at somebody's apartment or somebody's home to talk about the possibility of starting a, a theater company, a classical theater company in Los Angeles. And how do you do that? And what are the problems? And can it happen? And uh, out of that three or four month period and talking to all those actors, 50 actors were chosen. And to Gordon Davidson's credit, Gordon said, all right, you can have the rehearsal halls down here at the taper on Monday nights when things are dark, and you can start your company. Go ahead, do it, start it. So we would meet every Monday night down at the taper in one of the rehearsal halls, one of the rehearsal studios, and just start. And we started with the Greeks. And you know, we worked on plays. We, there, was a, there was a lot of uh, uh, exploration of texts. And Dakin, of course, is a brilliant Shakespeare scholar. So to be to work on a Shakespeare with Dakin is invaluable information. It's just he's he's brilliant that way. And we would do a lot of that. Uh, we didn't we we weren't in a position to produce uh, very much at all. Um, but we were there for about at least three three years, maybe maybe four. I'm not sure exact dates until Dakin bought a building which is on Vineland, and we moved there, and that was the next transition for the company, and that's when we started to produce a little bit here and there. We did a lovely production of Mice and Men, 
uh, there was a production once Jeannie Hackett took over after Dick and uh, left as being artistic director, and then Jeannie Hackett took over. Then we did a lovely production at the Ivy Substation in Culver City of Man Who Had All the Luck. Um, we did uh, um, some other productions of of plays that Dakin would adapt and uh, and all that at different venues around uh, the city um, until we moved from Vineland to the place we are now in Lancashire and, and moved in and shared the space with Deaf West. But but that's how basically how the company started. It was uh, um, um, Dakin and Lillian Garrett picking up the gauntlet and saying, "I think we can do this," and then. And then uh, here we are. But the goal was always to have some kind of arts complex, some kind of um, center where there would be a library, two theaters, um, uh, the library. Ideally, I don't know if we're going to accomplish that, but the library would be an uh, an actual lending library to the to the community and certainly specifically to the theatrical community so they can come in and borrow any book you know that we have on the theater plays of course but any other book that we may have uh, about the theater mm. and um but that's always been the goal but it's just so hard it's so extremely hard to to establish yourself and to raise the money i mean you know, many people think that you can just ask for a grant and they're going to give it to you well that never don and i are also on the board of and uh, have been for a number of years of this theater um and so we we're, we're learning uh, about the process of how you do all this but but people who give you grants have to look at your history, have to look at your financial history. They have to look and see if you are a responsible company, that, that, that you are, uh, that you, you, did you're absolutely serious about what you do, that you have good people on the board, that the board contribute, that the board is there and they, uh, uh, you know, they step up and, and, uh, and contribute money to the company as well. And they look at all those things before they actually give you a grant. And that takes time. That could take years. It could be 10 years before one company eventually gives you a grant. Mm-hmm. As they look into history of all that, so this, so this campaign, this capital campaign, um, is is on the move and it's actually working. And we're at, we're slowly we're, we're going to get the money uh, uh, before we can start actually building it. And and I believe absolutely that this, that the theater will get built. It may not be right on schedule. I mean, the, the goal was that we'd open Cat in the Hot Tune Roof in September of this year. Whether it's going to be September or October or maybe a little into November, I don't know. Although the, uh, our, our, the chairman of the board feels that it's all going to happen. It will. It is going to happen. It's all going to be on schedule. Maybe a month difference, but it is going to happen. So I believe absolutely that the that the theater will get built this year, and that we will move and we'll be able by the end of the year we'll have a, we'll have two new theaters and and. Uh, and and that's so incredibly exciting yeah. to bring the theater to 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 continue for the art company to continue bringing theater to the community, and in Glendale they're they're very very excited about having us there. They are very supportive. They're going to do everything they can to let the community know that we're there. Um, and so that's a brand new audience, and hopefully we'll bring them, uh, as many of the audience that we have now uh, to Glendale with us. So we're excited about the prospects of. Of the Antius company, but but again, it's something that it's a goal that's been there from the very very beginning, mm. the very very beginning. We wanted this kind of thing, and it, and and it's thanks to Dakin, who uh, at one point when we met down at the taper said, "I've bought I've bought a property." 
<laughs> and that's going to be uh, for a while. That's going to be our our home, mm-hmm. and uh, that's where that's the space that we eventually did check off times four in. And I, and it was uh, you know the space itself was not the the best space in the world. Check off times four was actually the, the there was a, a someone's studio apartment on the property that got converted into a theater. The the property itself was almost like a little a little tiny complex, mm-hmm. and Dakin bought. One section of it, and this section had uh, a, 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 a small library, a room that we could have the the, the board meetings in. It, it had a sort of a warehouse that was supposed to be the theater that actually, under his tenure, never got to be a theater, and eventually became a storehouse, a storeroom. And then, right next to this complex, uh, and sort of attached to it, was a series of studio apartments that people actually, many people actually did live in, that they can eventually acquired. There were, I think, four or five of them. And one became the costume shop, one became the prop shop, one became a green room, and the very last one became a theater. But it's someone's studio apartment. <laughs> and it's in that tiny space that held 40 seats. That's the space that we did check off times four in, and that's the performance, that's the show that gave me that feeling that I hadn't had since I first started out in, in um, you know, well, actually my last year of grammar school and going into junior high and then into high school, that feeling of, oh, my God, it's just so exciting to be in the theater. That's the show that gave me that feeling that I hadn't had since a very young actor. And, um, and, um, and so now, hopefully, in September and October, we'll have two brand-new theaters. Yeah, I, and I will say I think that there's... There's, to me, I think it's a very forgotten but vital aspect of any community is 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 live is live theater and so I, I think that it's an incredibly important and and, and noble thing and um well, obviously when people read the story there will be there'll be links to to the Kickstarter so people yes can check yes it out. and 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 also and also you you brought, you bring up a really very very important uh, thing it is it is the theater is vital to the health of a society. Mm-hmm. And and it has been for thousands of years. When they discover new towns or new cities in wherever they discover, it could be in the Mideast, it could be in Greece, it could be in Italy, wherever, one of the first things they find is a theater. Yeah. They find a theater. Mm-hmm. It was important enough for each community to have some kind of theater. Mm-hmm. And you go, that's, that's really <laughs> significant. Those yes. finds are terribly, terribly significant. Mm-hmm. Um, but but the Kickstarter campaign, yes, and it's, and I'm sure you, they told you all this. It's important with the Kickstarter campaign. The more uh, individual contributions we get, and they can be five, ten, they can be two dollars, one dollar, can be anything. Right. But the more individual contributions we get, the quicker the campaign goes viral, mm-hmm. right? And then yes. reaches, of course, hopefully thousands and thousands of people. So we're encouraging all our friends to you know go on the Kickstarter campaign, put in five bucks. If if you can't if you can put more great but put in five bucks just at least five bucks it it, it it's it's what the can it's what the, the 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 way the whole system itself works they see that there are many 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 contributions and then it just kicks it off into something else and that's what we're encouraging people to do absolutely absolutely so head there uh, give give what you can and you know I always tell people because you know you know I've I've we do a little crowdfunding thing for ourselves at the site and stuff like that and I always tell people you know it's not People think that well, if I'm not giving this amount of money, then what, I'm not really doing much. But you know, every but you are you are absolutely, and every little little bit counts, especially 
for something that is 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 building something like like you guys are it, you know it's it's so vitally important just to to have everybody gives what they can give and then if everybody gives what they can give then all of a sudden it makes something big and it's and it's just it's it really it's just the same as any community you know and and I know and, and I think we forget that often as 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 a society sometimes that's right that's right um and it just little bits of help you know and in it can make a huge difference, and I, I, know. I encourage everyone to, to, to go to the Kickstarter and, and give what you can, because I mean, like you said, live theater is, is so vitally important, and hopefully, um, you know, it, it all comes out for you guys because you guys definitely deserve it. Thank you so much. Uh, I, I'm, I hope so too, and and uh, it, it's it's been really quite a ride with this company, and I and I love this company, and we have really not only wonderful actors but very smart people on in this company mm. really smart people and it just grows and it gets better and there are just more more arms to the to company to to this company just more ways that they I mean the outreach of course the outreach programs the, edu- the the educational programs that we have and all these things that are coming out of the program it's, it's all vital stuff for the for a community yeah um, it, it just adds to the community and and uh and and theater sort of almost always has and uh it's a it's a great profession. I love my job. I love my work, and I love uh, being an actor. And so, uh, and I'll do it until I until I can't remember a line. <laughs> and even then, they'll write it on some piece of paper somewhere. <laughs> well, Harry, I think that's a great way way to end it. Thank you so much for talking to me. It was it was a real pleasure. To... Oh, it's my pleasure. It was it was fun. It was it was a really good 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 time talking to you too. All right, great, Harry. You have a great a great night and uh, and uh, enjoy enjoy your evening and uh, say hello to your wife for me. <laughs> <laughs> I will. I'll do it right now. All right. <laughs> okay. All right. Take care. Take care, Bye. Harry. Bye.